Welcome to Rooted and Reaching, a podcast from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia in Columbia, Maryland, where we celebrate the beauty of our diversity. In our conversations here, we share stories of our journeys and explore ideas that challenge us in order to nurture the interdependent web of which we are all a part. We are rooted in faith, reaching for community. Hello again, I'm Sarah Davidson, Director of Communications and Member Integration. Today is our final episode of the season. And for our final episode, I'm chatting with our current congregational president, Tim Latimer, whose term ends at the end of the month. Listen in to hear Tim reflect back on his year as president, express hopes for the upcoming congregational year, and offer advice to new board members. Um, so Tim, hi, good afternoon. It's nice to see your face and to chat with you a bit. So you're our current congregational president and your term is ending at the end of the month. So shall we look back on the year and chat a bit? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So give me a lay of the land. What's it been like serving as president this year, the year of both a pandemic and our continued congregational conflict? I I would say, first of all, I, I feel like I'm maybe the first and hopefully only all virtual congregational president. You know, while Zoom is a wonderful tool, so much is lost by not being able to be together with other board colleagues and others in the congregation. So I feel that loss. I mean, it's a very different experience for me this past year than it was the first two years on the board. So I regret that we've not been able to have in-person services and other gatherings where I can get together with other people, get to know them better, hear what's on their mind, uh, learn firsthand about what's going on with them and what's going on with the congregation. So that's made it a bit more of a challenge than for us to also deal with the conflict. Because all the advice that I'd heard from uh, professionals in the field and my own sense was that virtual encounters really are a poor substitute for in-person communications. We just don't get the body language, the facial expressions, and so much of that nonverbal communication that really is so important to to really engaging with others. So I really regret that we've not been in a position to do that kind of in-person work. Um, And all that said, I mean, I also have to say that we did appoint a Trust and Reconciliation uh, Committee over the past year that did a phenomenal job in helping to diagnose the the origins of the conflicts that we've had. And in our board meeting uh, last month, they reported on their recommendations, which I think really offer a useful and ambitious path for the congregation to take forward toward healing and toward uh, living out our UU values. But it's not going to happen overnight. Um, I think there's still work to be done. Um, But I'm hopeful that people are willing to step up and to help do that work. Well, it removes the mystery kind of right now. It's like, oh, you've got all this work to do, but at least we understand what we're working with now, which is a gift. Yeah, absolutely. Could you comment on or provide any thoughts you have about connections that you've observed between what's happening here at UUCC, conflict related or not, and in the broader world, in national news, local politics, things like that? Holy crap, where to begin with that, right? (laughs) You know, really, we are not an island, and we cannot help but be impacted by what's happening in the outer world. And I've said that before in some of our board meetings, that, you know, what's happening in the outside world has permeated within our walls, and we, we have to process that. 
and come to the conclusion that the only way for the process for us to process the toxins that have entered our body, the body of our congregation, is with love. That's the only way we're going to be able to process this stuff yeah. through and out of our system. And I think the, the trauma of what we've been living through, this period of heightened polarization and conflict in the country, um, I think it's exacerbated, if not precipitated, some of the interpersonal and other conflicts that we've experienced in our congregation. It seems to have been much more acute during this period. And I think people have been feeling that trauma from what's happening in the outer world. And it seems to have affected all of us in many ways uh, to, to the way that we deal with one another, which is unfortunate. But it's, you know, we are human beings and that's part of our, our human condition and part of our reality. Um, but I would also say that, you know, what we've been experiencing is not unique to UUCC. We are not the only ones um, who have had this kind of a challenge. And in fact, I've learned that it's not only among those in the UU denomination. I've got a friend who's a Presbyterian minister who teaches at a seminary up in Pittsburgh, and they've been wrestling with many of the same sorts of issues in their denomination that we have been. So I think that what's going on in the outer world is affecting congregations of different denominations around the country. Um, so one of my regrets, I'd say, is that we've been so immersed in our own troubles uh, over the last year or two that maybe that's hampered us as a congregation from being a more effective advocate for change and for justice in the outer world. And what I mean by that is we've had some battles here in Howard County on things like school redistricting or other issues regarding housing development and environment. Had we really been able to galvanize ourselves around some of those issues, we could have been a stronger voice right. for progressive change in our community. But we have to we have to handle our own business first to be more effective, I think, on the outside. So I'm hopeful that in the coming year we, we can do that, actually in the coming years, because it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, have a firm sense of self, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a firm sense of identity and who we are so we can be that presence in the community that we that our values call us to be. Precisely. Yeah. No, and I think we we have been. And, you know, and I, and, and some of the stuff that we've written, you know, as a, as a board, you know, we reflect, reflected on the fact that, uh, you know, UUCC as an incubator for good, right? I mean, I have had people from the political world that I swim in and in other parts of the community who have come up to me and said, you, 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 you're everywhere. We see you all the time. You know, you're out leading the immigration uh, battle. You're on the uh, front lines on climate issues. You're on the front line of other justice issues. So we are seen. And I think we are a force to be reckoned with. I just think that we can be even more powerful and effective when we align our, our energies in a common direction. And that, that takes time and effort and understanding. Yeah. All right. What did the board accomplish this year that you feel most proud of? I, I would say a couple of things that actually come to mind that are not maybe immediately obvious. One is we actually revived the stewardship council to uh, bring more energy and focus on our stewardship fundraising issues, which remains an ongoing challenge. Um, and more recently, we've also resurrected the uh, Committee on Ministry, which I think will be helpful for the congregation and for Reverend Page. Uh, so, you know, I'm really hopeful that that's also a, a step in the right direction. Um, and certainly in the past year as a board, we created two ad hoc committees, the the one on uh, trust and reconciliation and the other on beloved community. I'm especially proud of the work that the Trust and Reconciliation Committee did. Um, I mean, we charged them with exploring ways that UUCC can manage conflicts more constructively and to recommend ways that we can go forward as a congregation to strengthen trust and deepen mutual understanding. 
And so I am just so grateful to Lori Coltree for her leadership in chairing that group. Um, and also to really grateful for the exceptional commitment of the members of that committee, Lori Alderman, Joel Christensen, Liam Estelle, Susie Gerb, Alice Pham, Becky Reese, Phil Webster, and Jim Johnston, who was there as the liaison from the, uh, the Board of Trustees. I mean, they really, really worked hard and they did extensive, exhaustive one-on-one uh, listening sessions with uh, 90 or so, I think 89 or 90 uh, congregants. And they really put together an impressive package of recommendations that we will be hearing more about uh, both at the annual meeting and in the coming weeks. Um, we only got their final report just a few days ago, back on May the 27th, and it took me a couple of days to digest it. Uh, I think other members of the board are also still digesting the, the report. Um, but really, it was a heavy lift for them to produce that, that diagnostic uh, report, that assessment. There were different views among the committee members on it. The work that they did to process what they heard from members of the congregation and really to put that into a, a report that captures sort of the depth and breadth of the dynamics that have led to where we are today. It's just really, it's impressive. Um, and actually, I, I sent them a brief thank you note a couple of days ago. And I said, I, I believe that what they have done is a tremendous service to the congregation, of course. But I also believe that if you were to change the specific references to UUCC, I really think that their report would resonate with many other congregations. Because as I said earlier, we are not alone in facing these dynamics. Of course, many of the particularities are unique to UUCC, but a lot of it is common to what I've heard from other congregations. So I think, like I said, they've done a tremendous service for us and perhaps uh, the kinds of recommendations as we look to take them forward can be instructive for others in other congregations to look at as a possible model that they might look to, to emulate. Yeah. And I think, again, it's, uh, you know, I think it's such a multi-layered dynamic that um, what they touched on were many of those layers. And one of the things that uh, folks will see in their report is there is always a risk of oversimplification. It's easy for us to, to overly simplify what it is that created the troubles that we found ourselves in. And likewise, I think we have to be careful about oversimplification about how easy the solutions might be. You know, it took years to get where we are. It'll take some time to get from where we are. Um, but it will take commitment and it will take people being willing to step up and actually put in the work to, to make it happen. I mean, we cannot just put it on the board or on the executive team or the staff. You know, we got where we are as a congregation and we're going to have to find our way forward together as a congregation. Absolutely. So you're rolling off the board in a few weeks here. What do you hope gets priority and focus in the upcoming congregational year? Well, I am hopeful. In fact, I've kind of characterized the coming year as a period maybe of hope and renewal. I'm hopeful that we will soon be going back to in-person gatherings as public health conditions improve and, and people have a greater willingness to, to re-engage in person. I think people hunger for that. I know I do. And I think that's vital to sort of re-energizing our community. And I know that people have felt disconnected over the past year. I wish we you know, could have avoided that, but that's our reality. That's where we are. So I really think for the coming year, my hope is uh, also that we can renew our connections, our connections with one another, our connections in the community, and and really sort of rediscover and recelebrate that which we love in each other. So what advice would you give to a new board member? Or put another way, what do you wish you had known when you started serving on the board? <laughs> 
Um, well, I guess what I would say is, while a board member really does have to think in terms of the interests of the congregation as a whole, you have to know that you can't make everybody happy. I mean, we're UUs after all, right? So there, there will always be a broad range of divergent views about where we should go, what we should do as a congregation. And so I think we have to be careful about wanting to please everybody because it's, I don't think it's possible in a community like ours, honestly. That doesn't mean we don't listen. I think we do have to listen to, to others. And I think especially we do have to listen not only to those for whom we might feel a certain affinity, but also to those with whom we might have disagreements, even strong disagreements. And it doesn't mean that you you sacrifice your own values or that you, you know, drop what you believe to adopt somebody else's belief. I'm not suggesting that at all. But I do think it helps to better understand where the other is coming from, because you can discover areas of common ground common interest, even where you might have had some disagreements, you can still find things that you might be able to work on together, or at least better appreciate where the other is coming from. And hopefully, they can appreciate the same about you. Uh, in the end, though, as a, as a board member, I felt like I had, would have to follow my own counsel. I did not want to be bullied by uh, others. Um, I was happy to take in input. But I also, you know, wanted to make sure that um, at the end of the day, I could live with whatever decisions or choices that I was making as a board member and doing so with the overarching mission and the ends of UUCC in mind, because it's easy to get caught up in some of the factional stuff that can happen in a, in a congregation or in a community. And so I think as a member of the board of trustees, I think, you know, there, there's an, it's an important phrase that comes to mind, you know, it's the board of trustees, right? People entrust leadership in us. They elect us to serve the congregation as a whole. And I think as long as we do our best by the congregation as a whole, then really that's all we, we can do, I think. So I'm hopeful that um, the next board, and I'm confident under Colette's leadership, that they will coalesce. And, you know, come what may with, with the elections coming up at our annual meeting in on, on, uh, on Sunday, Whoever serves on the board, I think they have to recognize that they are a team and they may not agree on everything, but they have to figure out a way to work together as a team for the benefit of the congregation as a whole. I really would caution against people going in thinking that they're there to represent a particular faction because I don't think that's healthy. Uh, I think it's important for us as board members to see ourselves as representatives of the congregation as a whole, even those with whom we may have disagreements or disputes or whatever it might be. Um, I think we have to move sort of beyond that, which isn't to say forget it. I think we have to work through them. But I think that we have to be careful about letting our interpersonal issues interfere with the judgments that we might make um, as members of the board. And like I said earlier, I do think the UUCC is a, is a force for good in our community. And I really think we can be a much more powerful force, perhaps when we, we can put aside our egos um, when we can work through our internal disputes and maybe find ways of working together for the greater good of Howard County, for Maryland, for our nation, which sorely needs us, yeah. and for the world. Um, I really do think the, the, the world needs us um, to be a more functional congregation and denomination. Okay, switching it up a little bit for our final question here. Um, you were once a foreign diplomat, which Paige told me. I didn't just know that, although it does seem fitting, <laughs> given your NPR voice. <laughs> uh -oh. Can you um, tell me a story worth sharing about that experience? You know, um, well, first of all, thank you. Yeah, I was a, uh, to be clear, I was a foreign service officer ah. or career diplomat, right? So 
Uh, that meant I was a career diplomat for the United States, serving in embassies, U.S. embassies overseas. Really, it was a great privilege, uh, privilege of a lifetime, really, to serve my country. And I did that as a Foreign Service officer for about 25 years. For Debbie and me as a couple and as a family, it was a life of, you know, rewards and challenges. Um, one of the biggest rewards or two of the biggest rewards for us was the opportunity to adopt our two children when we were living in South America, Gabriel and, and Michaela. I also saw just how damaging it can be to have government leaders, or leaders anywhere where there is corruption and uh, you know, autocratic tendencies. For us to be an effective agent of change around the world, we also have to make sure that we are effective agents of change here at home. It begins right here in our own congregation, in our own county, in our state, in our nation. We have to get our act together if we have any hope of really being an influence for good around the world. So uh, for me, it was an enormous privilege, but it was also very humbling. And so uh, I would just conclude by saying the same about my service on this board of trustees. It has been an enormous privilege. I feel it deeply. Um, it's also been enormously humbling. I have been humbled at the dedication and the love that our minister, Paige, and uh, Sean is the executive director and everybody on the professional staff, you know, you devote your hearts to um, helping our community thrive and just the spirit of volunteerism that we have in our community that's there. I've seen it, you know, with people volunteering in so many different ways. Um, we've been through a tough year. We've been through a tough year, you know, psychologically, financially, but there are still a lot of people of goodwill in our congregation. And I am really hopeful that folks will be coming back together over the coming year as we work toward promoting trust and reconciliation, as we come back together in person and really learn to listen to one another and really learn to put our egos aside and remember what it is that we love about each other and what we can do together. So anyway, I'm just really grateful to the opportunity to have served um, the congregation and um, look forward to uh, seeing all the great things that the incoming board is going to do over the coming year. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for serving on the board. That's no small way to volunteer at a congregation. I really do feel um, as long as I've got energy and as long as I've got life in me, I'm happy to serve. And I'm just really honored to have had the opportunity. So thank you. Thanks to Tim for chatting with me today and for showing his love for our congregation by serving as its congregational president this past year. Rooted in Reaching will be taking a break over the summer and we look forward to seeing you again in the fall for season two. May your summers be filled with hugs, venturing back out into the world and other lovely things.